Today on Locked on A's, it was a weekend of first. The A's got their first win of 2022. Mark Kotze got his first win as a big league manager. Uh, we got Dalton Jeffries with his first win as a starting pitcher. And we got our first look at the Oakland A's of 2022. I got some thoughts. Let's get into them. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 420 of the Locked on A's podcast. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I got some thoughts on Kristen Pache. I got some thoughts on Kevin Smith. We're talking, we, we have so many things to run down. Who, who else do I got? Sam Mole, Cole Irvin, Sean Murphy, Seth Brown, lots of good things, as well as some things to look forward to on future episodes of the podcast. But before we get into any of that, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on A's your first listen of the day, and also today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online is where the game starts and before we get going make sure to follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter if you guys have any questions for us please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com but let's start with my number one takeaway from the weekend who else who else but Christian Pache? Oh, man, did he put on a show on Sunday? And the first two days, he was good. He was fine. But on Sunday, he had a couple of hits. He had a, some nice exit velocities in there. And we all knew that he had a nice arm. He he should have thrown out Bryce Harper at a second base on Friday. That opened up a little bit of a, a big inning for the Phillies. But uh, that, that was a tag. That wasn't him. Uh, he made some nice plays. We knew that his defense was good. But... It was. It has always been. Can he hit? Can he hit big league pitching? And that is probably why the Braves traded him. I mean, obviously they got Matt Olson in the deal, but the A's got him now, and we're seeing that he might be a pretty good player. He he showed some nice promise here over the weekend. He's hitting 300 after three games, so that's a plus. He's a 300 hitter, obviously. <laughs> if he hits like 240 this season, I'll be ecstatic, but uh, he's hitting 300 right now. He's three for 10, um, but the things that I'm looking for, not his defense, not his, you know, his line, his 300 uh, batting average, 300 on base. What I'm looking at right now is his max exit velocity has already been higher than it was at any point with the, the Atlanta Braves. Uh, he hit a ball 107 miles per hour, 107.6 to be specific. Uh, and that's that's a good sign that he can tap into some power. You, you saw him rope in the ball. Some of them got caught, but he hit the ball well all weekend. And this is evidenced by the fact that uh, his average exit velocity, granted it's on seven batted balls, but still average exit velocity through the games that have been played so far is 95.6. He is averaging a hard hit ball when he makes contact. And I love that. Uh, he also struck out three times in those 10 uh, at bats. So, or plate appearances, I guess you can call them because he didn't walk at all. So, uh, 
you know, doesn't really matter. But uh, he, he got three hits. He struck out three times. That's that. Uh, his strikeout rate is also way down from where it was with the Braves. That's a plus. His barrel percentage is in the 98th percentile. So he's just crushing the ball left and right. Because when you average a hard hit ball, when you hit the ball, uh, you're going you're gonna to be up there in the percentiles of barrel percentage. And then his hard hit rate is 92%. That's really good too. So these are things that you're looking for from Christian Pache, a guy that is known for his glove, but through three games, he is ranked in two key stats in the 90th percentile, according to StatCast. And uh, I love to see that. He got me very excited. And this is just the, the statistical things. Then there's also the play that he scored from second base. Uh, there's a base hit, uh, a shallow base hit, and he scored from second base, and he slid in just under the tag of JT Romuto. And he he was safe. He was called safe, and he was ecstatic. He plays with passion and fire, and I love it. The only other person that I could think of that plays like that, I mean, maybe Mark Canna over the last couple of years, but Ramon Laureano, that's the only other guy, and they're going to be sharing an outfield, and that got me very excited to see what this, I mean, that what that duo can do, but you throw Seth Brown out there too. I know he's playing first base, but you throw Seth Brown out there too. That's a really good defensive outfield, and that makes me excited to watch a little bit of A's baseball. You Throw whoever you want to. Throw me on the mound with those three behind me. I'm going to have the arm of a god out there. So uh, that's something to look forward to is when, if and when, that, that trio is constructed together at the same time in the A's outfield. That is going to be something special to watch defensively at the very least, if not also offensively. But just everything that you saw on Sunday in the A's win, which, you know, makes everything seem a lot better, is when the A's win, you're like, hey, I like this. Uh, I sent out a couple of uh, Christian Pache tweets, and uh, they blew up. I think that Braves Twitter found them, too. Um, so thanks, Braves Twitter. Um, I also sent a less popular tweet on Friday, which also got traction, but for different reasons. I'll get into that here in a sec. But the passion that he plays with is what I'm uh, really honing in on here. I like seeing that. That makes me excited to watch A's baseball in 2022 and beyond because I know I sent out a couple of tweets and one of them was like, oh, he plays with such passion. I absolutely love it. And uh, everybody's like, oh, they're going to trade him. Don't trade him. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the A's, you know, typical A's jokes. I'm like, yeah, yeah those are real funny still. Um, I know. And I'm still rooting for this team. This is my sweet spot in being a fan and, you know, having a podcast. I'm always trying to be optimistic about the team and just show what I learn and what I see. And when the A's are supposed to be bad and I'm going to be looking for little things, this is my sweet spot right here. So welcome to the podcast. We're going to have a great time for the next couple of years because they're not expected to be good for a couple of years. Uh, but let's get back to that other tweet that I sent on Friday. And that is uh, Matt, Matt Chapman went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Kevin Smith went 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. And I said, with a green check mark, the A's won that trade and people are... <laughs> were furious at me. <laughs> uh, not A's Twitter. They thought it was funny. Uh, a lot of people were like, it's been one game. How could you do that? Blah. I'm like, it's, it's it's been one game. You guys, calm down. Um, and I had one Mets fan after Saturday's game when Chris Bassett just dealt. He's like, now do Chris Bassett. And I wanted to really take a picture of that and then quote tweet that with, it's only been one game. Why would I do that? That's silly. Uh, but I didn't because I was at work. But uh, yeah, I... We're going to be having fun. It's going to be goofy because the A's aren't going to be fun. Uh, I mean, they're not going to be good. I think that they will be fun. And I've said it for probably a decade now. But 
even when the A's are not necessarily a good team, and by good team, I mean going for a championship, they're still super entertaining to watch, and that's why I love the Oakland A's. That um, They're just, you know, I mean, obviously, the Danny Valencia slash Brett Laurie slash Billy Butler days weren't the best, but they're still usually a fun squad to watch, and if not, watch the minor leagues. We'll be talking about the minor leagues, too. I got to proposition on that that I'm talking about in the third segment. But before we get to that, I have so many other takeaways that I got to tell you guys about. But before I get to those, let me tell you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one source for all betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season, which is underway. If you didn't know, now you know. Watch A's baseball. It's amazing. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. That's betonline.net, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, make sure to follow us on YouTube. We're going to be doing great things over there. I have lots of ideas. It's just a matter of finding the time with a newborn. So, yay! Uh, but... There will be lots of good content over there, so subscribe early, be in on the ground floor, and we'll have some fun in, you know, a few weeks probably. But let's get into some of my other takeaways from this first series. And the first one, I'm going to start with Kevin Smith. I have high hopes for Kevin Smith. Uh, as I told you about my tweets in the previous segment, where I compared him to Matt Chapman and said that the A's, after one day of literally no production from either of these players, uh, that the A's had already won that trade. Well... Kevin Smith still hasn't gotten a hit, and uh, Matt Chapman went deep on Sunday, but they lost. So does it really count as a home run? I mean, we still like Matt Chapman, so yes, it still counts as a home run, obviously. But that's beside the point. Let's stick with Kevin Smith, the guy who... Bold prediction, and I know that this is going to sound silly, because I don't... Kevin Smith, I think, is going to have a better season than Matt Chapman did last season, which isn't a high bar. He It was a league average player, basically. Can he have a 101 WRC plus 27 home runs? Probably a little bit outside the realm of possibility, but I think that he can easily hit for a much higher average than like 211 and he won't strike out. (laughs) He hopefully won't strike out 202 times. uh, And that kind of leads me into he struck out so many times this weekend. He struck out six times in 11 plate appearances. He got zero hits. It's not a great start. But from what I saw, especially in his last at bat, he's pressing. He's trying to make something happen, and that's not how you play baseball. Um, Granted, have I played baseball at this level? Not at all. I am not a professional baseball player, regardless of what you may think. But it does look like he's pressing. He's trying to make something happen for his new team. He's trying to make an impact. He's trying to solidify his spot on this team. But I think that his spot's fairly safe. Obviously, there's Sheldon Noisy there as well. And maybe he could get into more of a timeshare situation. But the A's believe in Kevin Smith. He's going to have playing time. He just needs to relax and just let it flow. And hopefully, this trip down to Tampa Bay, uh, obviously, Tampa Bay is a tough opponent, but hopefully he relaxes a little bit. And I think that once he gets that first hit, you're going to see him relax and start playing more of his game. And I think that that's when we're going to see him start to settle in a little bit. Maybe it takes as long as when the A's get to Oakland for him to really start shining, but it's usually leaving where you are struggling and then getting to 
the place where you can be better. That's And he didn't hit well in Toronto in his short stint there. So maybe big league pitching is a little bit harder for him, but I think that he's going to make those adjustments. I think that he's going to be a solid player for the A's this season. And I'll talk about a little bit in more in depth in the third segment here, but for the A's this season and for us as viewers of the A's this season, we're not expecting the A's to make the playoffs. I mean, if they, they potentially could surprise teams, but I don't expect that to happen. It could happen. I don't expect it to happen. So with that in mind, I think that this season for us as fans and also for the A's front office and everybody who's, you know, watching, doing all the things that they do, um, it's mostly how are these guys developing? How are they progressing in their career path? And then they make adjustments to the roster from there and you see like the finished product in a couple of years. And that's the team that we expect to see in the playoffs. And so for a guy like Kevin Smith, let's see how he finishes up the month. Let's not judge him too harshly after one weekend on a new team on the road. Let's see how he does in a couple of weeks. Let's see how he starts progressing. And it's going to be basically those barrier. There was uh, those checkpoints are going to be at the end of every month. How is he looking? And then at the end of the season, how was his season? And then we can make a fair assessment of Kevin Smith from there. Is he going to be spending time in the minors? Probably not. I mean, I hope not because I think that he's ready. He just needs to stay up and get that opportunity. But uh, that's that's my takeaway on Kevin Smith. It's 11, at, uh, 11 plate appearances. He struck out a bunch of times. He's pressing. He'll be fine. Let's move on. Let's move on to Sam Mole, who... I said last year, I forget what I said last year, but I remember being impressed by Sam Mole last year and uh, thinking that he would probably be a a lefty in the A's bullpen because they needed so many bullpen arms. I'm like, hey, he showed enough for me. So he's on the team and he's on the team and he struck out two guys in his one inning of work on Sunday. It's the only inning of work that he had all weekend, but he he struck out Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper and you love to see it. And the NL MVP was just overmatched by Sam Mole, and I love that. Uh, I'm excited to see what Sam Mole does. Uh, I mean, at the very least, he looks like a viable, just loogie guy, a guy that faces a lefty out of the bullpen that faces left-handed batters, because these are two premier lefties in baseball. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber, very good. Not, not as good against lefties, question mark? I don't know. I, I have not looked up his splits. And Bryce Harper was the is the reigning NL MVP. He struck both those guys out. So I think that he can do it against lefties. Let's see if he can do it against righties as well. That's something to keep an eye out for this season. Cole Irvin, uh, I had him on the podcast before the new year, uh, before the baby came. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, I have a three-month-old at home. It's fun. We're having a great time. But I had Cole Irvin on, and he said that he was working on a cutter. I think that I broke that story because everybody's talking about it now. On you know, all, all the think pieces were written up during spring training, and I was like, no, I, I've known that for months. So if you listen to the Locked On A's podcast, uh, you get information apparently. So yeah, he's got a cutter, and I looked it up. I was, he had one start, and I was like, hey, did he throw that cutter? He threw it once. He threw one cutter. And it was to the aforementioned Bryce Harper, the reigning NL MVP. And he didn't swing. He was frozen by that cutter. He might have just been taking the pitch, but he was frozen by that cutter. And so, obviously, Cole Irvin has just the best pitch in baseball. Just a 100% strike rate. And uh, I I love that from Cole Irvin. Go, Cole Irvin, go. Uh, He looked okay in this start. I mean, he gave up three homers and four runs, but it was a two-run homer and two solos. Three bad pitches. 
it stinks. I guess four, because one, one of them uh, got hit. I think uh, Bryce Herbert got hit by a pitch. So, yeah, four bad pitches. But for the most part, he was fine. And that's kind of a line that you'll live with with uh, Cole Irvin. So that's good. I, I'm okay with the, the start that Cole Irvin provided. The, moving on to Sean Murphy. Uh, if you look at his stats, he's one for 13 with an 077 batting average. Not a great start. He had a great spring. I'm expecting he's my starting fantasy catcher because I forgot to draft catchers and uh, nobody knows about Sean Murphy and how good he is. So I picked Sean Murphy and obviously the 077 batting average, not great. He, does, he didn't hit any home runs. He didn't do anything flashy, but he is hitting the snot out of the ball. He has, he's in the 79th percentile in average exit velocity. So that's, he's, he's hitting the ball hard and he's also in the 92nd percentile in hard hit rate, those are two great stats. That means that success should be on the way if he keeps swinging the bat like he is. Moving on to my breakout pick from the A's this season, and that is Seth Brown. I, mostly because I didn't know who was going to be on the team. I made this prediction like in October. I was like, he's good. If he can figure out either how to hit lefties or like other pitches besides fastballs, he's going to be good. He, he's already crushing balls at the rate that uh, he, he has the same home run rate as Matt Olson did from last year. He just had fewer play appearances, so he hit 20 as opposed to, you know, 70. I don't know. <laughs> I forget how many home runs Matt Olson had at this point. He's not on the team anymore. I forgot all of his stats. Is he good? I don't know. I forgot everything. He's great. I miss Matt Olson. Anyways. But Seth Brown hit home runs at the same clip as Matt Olson, And that was enough for me to pick him as my breakout star for the A's, mostly because uh, Ramon Lerano was going to be suspended. And then it was like Elvis Andrews and Chad Pinder and Tony Kemp. And I feel like Tony Kemp already kind of had a breakout. Um, and I didn't know who was going to be on the team. So I picked Seth Brown. Seth Brown is my guy. And he had two hits this weekend. So not, not great in, you know, total output of two hits. But those two hits told me something. And this is what they told me. One of those hits was against a lefty, which is great because he was not good against lefties. They just did not let him hit against lefties last year. And he got one hit in limited opportunities against lefties this weekend. And uh, last year he hit 136 against lefties and 22 at-bats. So he's already like one for however many. I get, they haven't updated the stats yet. So he's only had a couple of at-bats against lefties. So he's hit like 333 or 500 or whatever it is, or 1,000. I don't know, but he's doing a lot better than the 136 batting average that he had last year. That's a good sign. Let's see if he can keep that going. And then the other one was that the home run that he hit off of Aaron Nola on Friday, which made that a game and an exciting game too bad i had to be at work for the end of it i saw the beginning and it sucked <laughs> and then they started coming back um but he hit that home run on a curveball and that is big news because he i mean he, he hit home run he i think he hit five home runs off of uh breaking balls last year and he hit two off of off speed and then 13 was it is that the right math no that's the wrong math However many, the, the other one, 13 home runs against fastballs. So fastballs are his bread and butter. That's what he hits. And he didn't need to do that against uh, Aaron Nola in the seventh inning on Friday. He instead did it on a knuckle curve. And that is a good sign, I think, as well. So he's made improvements theoretically. Granted, it's the Phillies. And I believe that uh, their ballpark is more hitter friendly. But hey, he did a couple of good things. I'm excited about that. Let's see if these are just, you know, flashes in the pan or, you know, he ran into a couple of nice pitches or if they're actual improvements that Seth Brown has made. Because if he did make these improvements, watch out, league. 
and rest of baseball and other fans, because Seth Brown's coming for you. Uh, but coming up for you guys on this show, I'm just going to be talking about the whole season as a whole and some, and a little change to the coverage that I'm going to be providing on this podcast. But first, I got to tell you guys a little bit about Built Bar and Built Bar right now. They have their puffs out. And have you guys tried these puffs? These puffs are amazing. They, they are so delicious. If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars because the puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Those are words that are hyphenated and Protein infused marshmallow, I absolutely love just everything about those three words. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat. My wife calls me a treat, I call protein bars stuffed with marshmallows treats as well, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein, and you can replace your candy bars with ease. They're just better than regular candy bars. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. That's ridiculous. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carbs. You're talking like 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Good luck, candy bars. There's a new candy bar but it's a protein bar on the market. Wah, watch out. Uh, they got mint brownie. They got chocolate. They got coconut almond. They have so many delicious flavors. You got to go to the website and check out all of the amazing flavors. Cherry Barcia, still my favorite. Go get Cherry Barcia. But uh, after listening to this ad, you're like, hey, how do we get these bars? All you got to do is go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And uh, thank you so much for making Locked On Ace your first lesson every day. Also, Locked On MLB Prospects, we got a new host. He's doing fantastic work over there. Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. He's even been covering a lot of the guys that the A's got back in these trades of all of our favorite players. So if you want to learn a little bit more, you can listen to Lindsey Crosby over there. He's going to give you the stats. What do they throw? What are they doing? What's going on over here? Find out more about Shea Langoliers and the guys that the that the A's got back in the Sean Murphy deal. There you go. There you go. Go listen to Lockdown MLB Prospects. It's free and available wherever you get, like to get prospects. And that kind of leads me into a, a slight change of the kind of coverage that I'm going to be providing this season. Obviously, I've said it a couple of times, and if you follow us on Twitter, you know kind of where I stand. I'm I'm able to be on Twitter more. My son can be sleeping on my chest, and I can fire off some hot takes. But um, basically... The A's are developing right now, and I said it a little bit before, but the results are going to be fun for the A's, and hopefully they win a bunch of games. That'd be great. I don't want to see them lose over 100 games. That would be miserable, but they're, they're, they don't meet as much. If they lose, whatever, they get a high draft pick. We'll see how that goes, and it's more about the development of the key players on this roster. That's what I'm looking for, and because they're a team of development right now, I'm, I'm going to be probably. I'm going to be. Let's just say I'm going to be doing it. Uh, going over some some more of the, the minor league action that's going on in the Ace Farm system. Uh, I'm probably going to be doing this on Wednesdays. I don't have a catchy title for it. Um, if you have a catchy title for A's Minor League Wednesdays, something like that, uh, something that rhymes maybe, I don't know, uh, 
send it over my way and maybe I'll use it and give you some credit on the podcast. But uh, I'll also be brainstorming some more. But uh, I'm thinking about either doing one or two days of this a week, uh, depending on how the season goes, kind of. But um, I could do one day with just the guys the A's got back in the trades like Shea Langoliers, Kevin Smith, Christian Pache. Uh, those are the guys that are actually on the major league, uh, not Shea Langoliers, but uh, the, the guys that are on the major league roster and also guys that are in the minor leagues. I'd probably focus more on the minor league section of that. Uh, just h- how are the A's doing in these trades? It's basically a, a thing that I do once a week. It could be a lot of fun. And then the other part would be going over guys like Zach Geloff, who is having an outstanding start to, uh, I was going to say spring training, to the minor league baseball season, his first full season in minor league baseball. Dude is just ripping the cover off the baseball. And uh, if you want to hear me talk about that, I can. I can do that. Uh, And just kind of give you like a week-by-week update on how these guys are looking, what's going on. See if I can get Jesse Goldberg-Strassler and, or Strassler, sorry, and uh, Alex Jensen on the podcast. They they are the play-by-play guys for the Stockton Ports and also the Lansing Lug nuts uh i've had jesse on before he is a fountain of knowledge and a lot of fun uh alex i've i've conversed with we ha- it just hasn't been on the show and maybe you know get some of their insight on what's going on in the lower levels of the minor league system uh this is kind of just what i'm thinking for this season and maybe next season i don't know uh just because i feel like it's important for us to know what the next wave is looking like how they're performing uh who's hurt what's going on and doing some of that i could also melissa lockard she's She's the best. Uh, Talk to her all the time. And so do stuff like that. What do you guys think of that idea? I think that it's fantastic and I'm probably going to be doing it anyway. So, but let me know that it's a fantastic idea. Hit us up on Twitter at Locked on A's. I have it by Jason B, but that's, that's the show that I got for you guys today. So in in summary, Christian Pache is amazing. Kevin Smith is struggling, but I still think he's going to be good. Cole Irvin has just the most dominant cutter that has ever been cuttered. Um, Then you got Sam Mole, who's a really good reliever against lefties and maybe righties. We're going to find out. Uh, Seth Brown looking really good with uh, some things that are, he's improving upon and then Sean Murphy is uh, just absolutely killing the ball and they're apparently playing defense as well so uh, these are things that I'm looking forward or that I'm just looking at right now I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more action I haven't gone too deep into the the bullpen guys Sam Mole I talked about just because he's struck out a couple of pretty prominent hitters but one appearance is not make or break for a lot of these guys because Friday was not great for the A's bullpen let's be honest and uh, was that opening day jitters? Was that a lot of guys making their major league debuts? Let's let them get their feet wet a little bit. Maybe like two or three outings. See what they're throwing. Is it and you know what what their tendencies are. See a little bit more of that action before I give some some hard takes on your Domingo Acevedo's, who was actually on the team before, and uh, you know your Kirby Sneeds and whatnot. I want to see. I prediction uh, Adam Aller is going to be pitching on Monday against the the Tampa Bay Rays because Paul Blackburn's the starter. I assume he's going to go three or four innings, maybe five. And then you're going to need Adam Aller because I want to see Adam Aller pitch out of the bullpen. Dang it. Um, I'm very excited to watch Adam Aller do whatever Adam Aller does. And I want to know what that is. So Adam Aller, write it down. He's going to throw on Monday. I'm excited. That's my prediction for for Monday. But uh, anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, Hopefully I will get you guys a Wednesday episode talking about the minor leagues. But uh, the, the kid just entered a new phase, a new cognitive leap. And uh, we're going to be seeing what he's up to the next couple of days. So I'll keep you guys updated on Twitter. But um, that's all that I got for you, I guess, today. So until next time, go outdoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you soon. (laughs) 